Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Our number is 877-381-3811. Man, I have a whole program prepared here, but the president is speaking now, and it could be interesting. He's taking some questions. So you come first, audience. Let's dip in briefly. Go ahead. But this was starting even four years ago when I came here. Almost four years. Can you believe it? Uh, These are people that don't like seeing what's going on in places like Portland and places like... The QAnon movement. I think that's what it's called. He's being asked about... Let's lower him. This this is the problem with the media. What does this have to do with anything? Do they ever ask Biden... Of course, they don't get access to it, but they ever ask Biden about the anti-Semites in his party? Ever? So they try and make the president look kooky and so forth and so on. It's like I heard one commentator on cable today say, AOC, her comments were exciting. This is a fairly moderate commentator, Republican, exciting. Have you ever heard them call a Tea Party person during the, the height of the Tea Party movement in 2010 when they spoke exciting? It's just incredible. And then I'm thinking about and of course I'm not watching this convention. We're just taking clips from here and there. I, I mean, you have to keep your sanity. I mean, I look at this lineup. They're supposed to be for women. And the suburban women are supposed to love these guys. They have this guy, Carper, who in the end nominates, or one of the ones, who nominates Biden. He's confessed to hitting his ex-wife. And then, of course, you have Clinton, who is accused of rape. And now he have these photos with an, with an Epstein victim. And he's still up there. 
And, of course, Biden's never had to answer. You know, Trump, they've been all over. Trump, Biden's never had to answer for all of his, uh, uh, the allegations about him and uh, the fondling and all that. It, it, it's just amazing to me how one party, one ideology is treated and how the other is treated. It's amazing. All right, back to the president. The wall is now going to be next week 300 miles long. Uh, our numbers are extraordinary on the border. Had that, and this is through luck, perhaps more than talent. Although the talent is getting it built when one party refuses to allow it, you don't hear talk about the wall anymore. But I will say this: um, we need strength in our country, not weakness. Too much weakness. Yes, John. Mr. President, you have been very bullish on the promise of convalescent plasma yeah. to treat coronavirus. The FDA appeared to be on the brink of issuing an emergency use authorization for convalescent plasma. But after hearing from top officials at the NIH that there wasn't enough evidence to go ahead with that, the FDA has put that on pause. Your reaction to that, and do you believe that convalescent plasma should be in the arsenal of treatments for Well, I hear great things about John, that's all I can tell you. And uh, it could be a political decision because you have a lot of people over there that don't want to rush things because they want to they want to do it after November 3rd. And you've heard that one before. But I've heard fantastic things about convalescent plasma. And Let's lower it again. We have a, the, the incredible politicization of science now by the people who claim that you and I don't follow the science. And the FDA is well known for dragging its feet. Fauci's well-known for dragging his feet. So here you have a pandemic, and the best they can come up right now is wear a mask and stay at home and shut down the economy. They're still doing this. That's the best. Go ahead. And that's very good. And we've approved certain things are at 31%, and that's okay, too. That's not bad, and it's really had a tremendous impact. Uh, But, uh, no, I I have... uh, uh, you're telling me something right now that surprises me, but we'll check it out right after this. Concerned about a delay? I don't want delays. I don't want people dying. I don't want people dying. Yeah, please, sir. Mr. President, I want to ask you about your tweet earlier today on Goodyear. It was essentially calling for a boycott on Goodyear tires. Do you want the federal government to stop buying and using Goodyear product as well? And is there well anything I'm not happy with Goodyear because what they're doing is playing politics. And the funny thing is the people that work for Goodyear, I can guarantee you I poll very well with all of those great workers in Goodyear. And uh, when they say that you can't have Blue Lives Matter, you can't show a blue line, you can't wear a MAGA hat, but you can have other things that are Marxist in nature. Uh, there's something wrong with the top of Goodyear. And what the uh, radical left does is they make it impossible for people to do business if they're Republican. I love it when the president talks like me. <laughs> the Marxist. Effort, uh, don't shop there. They do vicious things. Not so different than what you saw on the streets of Portland two nights ago. Boycott, do you oh, I don't know. That's up to people. But I wouldn't recommend it if they if they want to hold political speech, if they want to let you not do... In other words, the president has had enough with these massive corporations that fund the left, that follow the left, uh, that indoctrinate their workers. Same with these schools. And he's pointing it out and he's saying, look, this is what they're doing and if you don't want to buy Goodyear tires, there's other tires out there you can get too. 
he's not attacking the employees there. The ownership, that is, the, the executives that run the company, they're creating a political scenario. We're sick of it. And the president's saying enough is enough. We conservatives, we get to do this too then. Go ahead. Uh, you'll be able to get another good jobs. I think it's disgraceful uh, that they did this. Please, go ahead. Uh, yes, Mr. President, you said that the arrest of Jimmy Lai in Hong Kong is, quote, a terrible thing. Do you have a message for Jimmy Lai? Has your administration spoken directly with him? Is your State Department working for his release? Well, I send him best wishes. I hear he's a wonderful gentleman. Uh, he's certainly a brave man. Um, and I send him best wishes. With that being said, uh, because of that and obviously what happened in Hong Kong, we've taken all of the vast amounts of money that we used to subsidize Hong Kong. We essentially subsidized Hong Kong by giving them all sorts of incentives. And that's what made Hong Kong the exchange and business in Hong Kong successful. I've taken it all back. That means that the United States is going to do a lot more business. You know, we at we, we really gave them tremendous incentive and subsidy in order that they be successful for freedom. But now that the freedom obviously seems to have been taken away, we will keep all of the incentives that we were giving them, which is billions and billions of dollars, and all of that business will come into our country, including the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ, and uh, it'll all come here. But I feel badly for him, because I hear he's a good person. I don't know him, but I hear he's a good person, obviously a very brave person. Did you have something to add? Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, with the Iraqi Prime Minister coming in tomorrow, uh, what about Say it. the Iraqi Prime Minister is coming in tomorrow to meet with you, and how do you feel about this notion that Iraq can once again become the buffer between Iranian influence and Russian influence in the Middle East? Do you feel that under this Prime Minister uh, that that's possible once again? What are your thoughts well, on this it? this is a man that I get along with very well. We're largely out of Iraq. We're down to very few soldiers. I said we're getting out of these endless wars, these uh, ridiculous, endless wars. We should have never been there in the first place. I think it was the worst decision made in the history of our country. Should have never been there in the Middle East. We should have never been. Uh, but we're getting out rapidly out of, you know, over the course of three years. And getting out, it's very sticky getting out. And some people agree and many people don't agree. But I think uh, most people very much agree. Uh, we're doing very well in our negotiations with Afghanistan. We're getting out. We're down to a much smaller number of people left there. And, you know, I greet uh, men and women coming home and coming home after they've been hit. I've also greeted many, many at Dover, greeted many bodies coming back in. And uh, we've been there 19 years and we're basically policemen. We're acting as police as opposed to soldiers. And they're going to have to police their own states. And they've been doing that for thousands of years. But it's time after 19 years that our soldiers come home. They've done an incredible job, but, you know, they don't, they're not allowed to fight to win. And, and maybe they shouldn't be, because a lot of the people, uh, it's not their fault. But with uh, the Taliban and with uh, going to Iraq again, we're, we're down in Afghanistan, uh, very low numbers, and that'll be uh, taking place and I let them know do anything and you'll be hit like you've never be hit, been hit before uh, 
So we're uh, we're doing very well. Syria, the same thing. Remember when I took all of the soldiers off of the border between Syria and Turkey, right? And everybody said, oh, this is, that was two years ago. It was a long time ago. They said, oh, this is terrible, terrible, terrible. We're going to leave. Why don't we have our soldiers between Syria and Turkey? Turkey can definitely take care of itself. I have a very good relationship with President Erdogan, and Syria has been fighting forever. And I say, why are we guarding their border? And I brought our soldiers back home. I got them out. And guess what? Nothing's happened. They've been fighting like they have been for a thousand years. Okay? Nothing's happened. And nobody mentions that. Everybody said, this is going to be a disaster. There's no disaster. Nothing's happened. And so we're uh, getting out of the endless wars. And we are building a military the likes of which the world has never seen. Two and a half trillion dollars we've spent. And we hopefully don't ever have to use it. But we want to focus on a much bigger picture because we have a much bigger picture. It's uh, when you look at what China is doing, when you look at what Russia is doing, when you look at what some other countries are doing, uh, we want to be ready just in case there is a catastrophe. We don't want to see that. We don't want to ever use it. We've rebuilt our military new missiles, new rockets, and new tanks, and new everything, new everything, two and a half trillion, all made in the USA. And we've uh, upgraded incredibly our nuclear capability and uh, some of our nuclear needed nourishment, it needed new strength, and we've, we've upgraded it very, very significantly. I mean, to a level that nobody would even believe. And hopefully we don't. You pray to God we never have to use it. Okay? But we've never been in a position where we've been this strong. Please. Mr. President, thank you so much. Um, I wanted to ask you about the Middle East. I have a couple questions. Um, you mentioned that other countries are interested in, in following suit. Uh, yes, having to do with UAE and Israel. Exactly. So is, do you expect that Saudi Arabia will join? And I do. Yes. And also, uh, the Emiratis have expressed interest in the F-35. Um, do you think that that should be something that they could look forward to in the future? Is there some no, sort of time limit? I think, look, they've, they've definitely got the money to pay for it. You know, it's nice because uh, usually when we, a lot of times we make deals, they don't have 10 cents, these countries we deal with. We give it to them like, how about paying us back later? But they never pay because they don't have the money. No, they have the money, and they they would like to order quite a few F-35s. It's the greatest fighter jet in the world, as you know, by far. Stealth. Totally stealth. You can't see it. Makes it very difficult. I was asking a pilot, what do you think is better, this one, this one, that one? Talking about Russian planes, Chinese planes. He said, well, the advantage we have is you can't see it. So when we're fighting, they can't see us. I say, that sounds like a really big advantage to me. To these guys, you know, they look, by the way, I said, to these pilots that I meet, they look better than Tom Cruise, and they're definitely tougher. And he's a nice guy. But these uh, these people are amazing, and I, I speak to them a lot about it. What do you think, you know, as I go around to the various places? I say the big one in Florida, as an example, that was a big one, knocked down pretty much by the hurricane. So uh, I spend a lot of time on that. And it's the greatest plane in the world. Uh, one thing about that kind of thing, technology, high technology, the greatest plane doesn't last long. Somebody comes up with something else, but we're always the one to come up with something else. 
So, uh, yeah, they'd like to buy F-35s. We'll see what happens. It's under review, but uh, they made a great, uh, a great advance in peace in the Middle East. Even the New York Times thought it was an incredible deal. Can you imagine that? All right, uh, we're going to take a little break here, and we'll be right back. Mark Levin. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time. Because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in. Whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Primus. 5.4 million Americans receive Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N-forhillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Quickly, uh, there was some breaking news here. The president started with Iran and snapback. Uh, I'm lucky I have an expert in my family on this subject, my stepson, David, who is uh, brilliant when it comes to so many of these things. But I'm looking at uh, Richard Goldberg uh, at the, uh, that the uh, defense of democracies. The term snapback is used to describe the process by which U.N. sanctions and restrictions may be reimposed on Iran. All of them, all of them, would trigger the reimposition of all sanctions and restrictions on Iran, including an indefinite embargo on the transfer of conventional arms to and from Iran, an indefinite ban on international support for Iran's missile program, an outright prohibition on all testing and development of nuclear-capable missiles, a demand to halt all enrichment-related activities, an indefinite travel and asset ban for sanctioned individuals. Now, who's opposed to this? Virtually all of Europe, the Russians, and the Chinese. So this is a Security Council matter, and I'm not going to get into the weeds right now. Perhaps I'll bring on a couple of experts, uh, Ambassador Dermer from Israel, maybe some others as well. Uh, Secretary of State, we'll see. Others who I can't, who um, we'll see. So uh, that's snapback. It's very, very important. President of the United States... <laughs> He's really incorrectly putting it to Iran. He's really incorrectly putting it to China, putting it to Russia. While the Democrats run around and they're talking about the post office. I'll be right back. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. 
That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Primus. 5.4 million Americans receive Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Conservative and proud of it. Call the Mark Levin Show at 877-381-3811. All right, I want to read something to you. This is uh, from AOC's speech, and it comes out of the 110-page agenda that they put together, the Biden camp and the Sanders camp, which is really the Sanders camp. Some of the things they want to do. You have a right to work. They're going to abolish unemployment. You have a right to a government job. You have the right, (coughs) excuse me, to rest and leisure. I think AOC called it vacation. You have a right to rest and leisure. What else do you have a right to? You have a right to health care, regardless of your circumstance, free medical service. Uh, That will be paid for by the state. You have a right to free education that will be paid for by the state. There will be universal compulsory education. No private alternatives, no parochial alternatives, but it will all be paid for by the state. What else? Absolute equal rights in all spheres of the economy, government, the culture, society, and political life. Equality of rights irrespective of nationality or race or stature or income status and so forth. What else? An absolute right to freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, can hold mass meetings, freedom of street processions and demonstrations. And these civil rights will be ensured. They'll be protected. What else? The right to have trade unions and cooperative associations in all aspects of our lives. Scientific societies where the science will actually be upheld. What else? No person shall be placed under arrest except by a definitive decision by a court. Hmm. Citizens will be safe in their homes. The right to asylum for all people who come into the country. The right to asylum. Actually, this comes from chapter 10 
of Stalin's Soviet Constitution, 1936, Part 4, Chapter 10. What's that sound like, Mr. Producer? It sounds like this, ladies and gentlemen. Here's cut five of Each at the Democrat convention last night. Go. Thank you to everyone here today endeavoring towards a better, more just future for our country and our world. In fidelity and gratitude to a mass people's movement working to establish 21st century social, economic, and human rights, including guaranteed health care, higher education, living wages, and labor rights for all people in the United States. A movement striving to recognize and repair the wounds of racial injustice, colonization, misogyny, and homophobia. And to propose and build reimagined systems of immigration and foreign policy that turn away from the violence and xenophobia of our past. A movement that realizes the unsustainable brutality of an economy that rewards explosive inequalities of wealth for the few at the expense of long-term stability for the many, and who organized a historic grassroots campaign to reclaim our democracy. In a time when millions of people in the United States are looking for deep, systemic solutions to our crises of mass evictions, unemployment, and lack of health care, in el espíritu del pueblo, and out of a love for all people, I hereby second the nomination of Senator Bernard Sanders of Vermont for President of the United States of America. Well, Bernard. Now, some of you might say, well, she seconded the nomination of Bernard. That's a ministerial task. Given all the delegates that he received, he's thrown into the process, even though he loses. So that's neither here nor there. And people have mentioned she never mentioned Joe Biden. Of course, that's a fact. (laughs) But that's because they don't care for Joe Biden. He's a figurehead. He's a funnel. But many of the things she's talking about, the Soviet Union promised too. And they always underscored the word democracy. Each and the clowns that follow her and her clown colleagues, they're Stalinists. It's a more specific interpretation of her form of Marxism. She's a Stalinist. Just because the media morons and the clown show, they call themselves newsrooms, don't get it. Some of them do get it, but most of them don't get it. Doesn't mean the rest of us have to be ignorant and illiterate. That's exactly what this is. It's a clown show in our media. And so they think she's very cool. That's the future of the Democrat Party. I am telling you that this is an iron-fisted totalitarian ideology. These are people who are not from the private sector. These are people who are all about government. Oh, I understand she was a bartender once. That, and I'm not putting down bartenders in, in the least. I'm just saying she's never really produced anything. She's never created anything. And yet she knows everything. And that's the nature of the Marxist. It's like Marx himself. Did almost nothing in the private sector. Lived off his father's money. His father was a lawyer. So they're ideologues. 
They're not realists. They don't understand human nature. They don't care. And what they do, there's really two books. If you really want to understand all this, there's really two books. Ameritopia and Rediscovering Americanism and the Tyranny of Progressivism. They're the two most complicated books that I've written for many people, but they're the two most important books to understand what's going on today. Today. Because you will always have some form of inequality. And the totalitarian, the Stalinist, the Marxist will always seize on it. Because you can never have perfect equality. Even in the rice fields of Cambodia, under Pol Pot, where he killed, slaughtered 25% of his own people, they could never quite achieve equality, you know. Because human beings are beings. They're not things. They're not abstractions. They're not theoretical. They have their own brains. Free will. Motivations. Interests. You notice, when you're speaking for 93 or 96 seconds, is what she spoke for, you're thinking of the most important points to get across to an audience. And so you have to whittle your thoughts down to very precise very precise ideas and very concise language. Not once did she use the word liberty. Not once did she use the word individuality. Not once. Because she doesn't believe in that. She believes in the state. The state. She's no different than a 29-year-old Fidel Castro who managed to take over Cuba with a relative few guerrilla terrorists joining him. Less than 50. That's why I keep banging the pots and pans about what's going on in our streets. This is a minority of the population. I'm not talking about a racial minority. The minority, numbers-wise, of the population but they have the capacity to overthrow the government. Hitler and the Nazis were a minority of the population. They overthrew the government. They took over society. Lenin and the communists, they took advantage of the turmoil and tumult that was going on in Russia under the Tsar. They were not the majority, but they were the best networked and the best organized. And they took over the country. In too many ways, too many of our fellow citizens are asleep. They're troubled by the rioting, but they buy the propaganda from the Praetorian Guard media. The Praetorian Guard media, the Democrat Party media, which is focused on taking out Trump and nothing else and nothing more. They will get behind rioters, they'll get behind Antifa, they'll get behind Black Lives Matter, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anything that works, the ends justify the means. I read to you from Stalin's 1936 Soviet Constitution. I could read more, but why bother? And then you listened to AOC, and you heard the similarities. Because she is a 
a follower of Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders knows exactly what I read if he would have heard it, which I'm sure he didn't, from the Soviet Constitution of 1936. Bernie Sanders understands Stalin, Lenin, Mao, Castro, all the communists, better than he understands American history. Because for him, he doesn't have to understand American history. He just has to attack it. So when they talk about inequality, the greatest inequality you will find is in North Korea, which is the most iron-fisted police state on the face of the earth. And yet among the masses, quote-unquote, there is a level of equality through impoverishment and starvation and brutality, gulags, and so forth. They claim to have free education, full employment, a right to leisure. They just never get around to producing it because they can't. Because they take the levers of prosperity, the levers of freedom, the levers of humanity, and they break them. And they never take a step back. There's no circumspection whatsoever. There will never be circumspection with an AOC, with a Bernie Sanders. It's just, we need more perfection. You know how I know that? Because Marx talks about it. Marx despised democratic socialists. Marx despised what he would call halfway communists. It's all or nothing. All or nothing. That's what you see in the streets in Portland and Seattle. You've seen it in New York and Minneapolis. All or nothing. And you must destroy. Must destroy the society, the status quo. You must destroy the police. This is why they hate the police. There's anger. They want to hurt them. They want to kill them. Because they view the police as the defense of the status quo. They can destroy the police. They can better destroy the society. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time. Because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in. Whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. I was thinking during the break, which I often do, 
on this Iran deal, what the president's doing to put the final knife in this Islamo-Nazi regime that threatens us, threatens the Arab Gulf states, making nice with China and Russia and threatening Israel and this, that, and the rest. You realize that regime has not been able to build a nuclear weapon during the nearly four years, three and a half years of President Trump as a result of what President Trump has done? Think about that. They'd be far on their way, if not have already secured it, but for what President Trump has done. The Democrats would not have done what President Trump has done. It's quite obvious. And it's very possible the Iranians would already have a nuclear weapon. I mean, I I don't know why this president comes under attack the way he does. He's worked on this deal with Israel and the UAE, and Bahrain is likely to come in, and maybe one or two other Arab states. I'm going to hold him and everybody else to the fire on this issue of sovereignty, which I believe in quite strongly. But I think that's going to take another term. Another term as president. But Biden wants to go back. Why would you go back when the Iranians don't have a nuclear weapon as a result of the Trump policy? So it's the Trump policy against the Iranians that has prevented them from getting weapons. It's the Trump policy in the Middle East that appears to be uh, showing a growth of peace between Israel and some of its Arab neighbors. It's the Trump policy that's built up the United States military and seeks to secure our border. He deserves credit for these things, ladies and gentlemen. Instead, we get Obama tonight who's going to say he just hasn't grown into the presidency. You know, grown into the presidency like Obama. I'll say this. He hasn't met with care. He hasn't met with the Muslim Brotherhood. He didn't, he didn't whisper in, uh, in Putin's buddy's ear that, hey, wait till after the election. None of that stuff. I'll be back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello America, Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I'll be taking some calls in a little bit. Barack House Benito Obama is going to, among other things, regurgitate the lies that you've heard from his party and the media that the president is somehow responsible for 170,000 China virus deaths. I just think a short answer is required for that. And the short answer is this. Of the top 10 states in terms of deaths as an absolute number and a percentage of of their population, nine of them are run by Democrats. And the two worst states are New York and New Jersey. And the governors of both of those states have spoken out in support of Joe Biden. So I don't like the, the exploitation of a virus like this, but the Democrats will exploit anything because they're diabolical. In many respects, they're just damn evil. So the White House, the president, his surrogates, the answers on TV, radio, and elsewhere should be, 
top 10 states where we've seen deaths in absolute numbers and as a percentage of the population, nine of those states are run by Democrats. And as we all know, they run the hospitals. They're in charge of their PPE. They're in charge of decisions, some cases very bad decisions, where they put people with the virus, with the virus, in with people who are elderly and frail who did not have the virus, and the consequences were devastating. The average age, the medium age, I should say, of death from this virus is 78. And yet they put people with the virus in nursing homes and in assisted living homes. And they did this despite the fact that I, Donald Trump, the president, I built them temporary hospitals where there weren't plenty of beds, whether it's the Javits Center, whether it's the Navy medical boats, all over the country, and particularly in these blue states. So I hope that'll be a response. I hope they'll use it during their convention, the Republican convention, because now it's time to fight back because they are really trying to politicize and have been this pandemic like no party has done in modern American history that I can think of. Does anybody know whether it was done during the Spanish flu? Of course not. Of course not. It's like the the uh, mail-in ballots and the post office. I just want to make this statement. I want to make this statement about Mitch McConnell. I know the establishment Republicans, the National Review Republicans, I know they're all behind Mitch McConnell to say, look at the judges. The judges aren't hard. You can thank Harry Reid for that. He got rid of the filibuster rule. And so McConnell took a one step further with respect to the Supreme Court. But that that foundation was laid by Harry Reid. But Mitch McConnell is happy to spend a trillion here and a trillion there. Mitch McConnell is not into securing the border. Mitch McConnell is not a conservative. He's just not. But he goes around the country and he tries to influence Republican primaries in these various Senate races to knock out conservatives. Why? Because guys like Haggerty and others will vote for him to be leader should he win his own re-election. And so what does McConnell do? This is why Schumer runs circles around this guy. Circles around this guy even though Schumer's in the minority. McConnell calls for hearings in the United States Senate on the post office on Friday. Which means all through the weekend and the lead up to the Republican convention, what do you think the media and the Democrats are going to talk about? They're going to double, triple, quadruple down on the post office, which is a phony issue. That is, the phony aspect is that it's somehow the president is sabotaging the post office. They're removing mailboxes off the street. Mail processing machines are being removed. No, they're not. They're being replaced. It's a massive, massive enterprise, the postal system. They have to replace machines. They move mailboxes around to where they're actually used. In some cases, they're vandalized. Imagine that. And they have to remove them altogether. They have to fix them or put locks on them. This has been going on for decades. Decades. But Trump, you see, is sabotaging it. And because the Democrats and the media insist that's the case, McConnell abides them. And what does he do? Holding hearings Friday. And I suspect the postmaster general will be treated like 
Attorney General Barr was three or four weeks ago in front of the House Judiciary Committee. It'll be used. It'll be used to create drama. It'll be used to create headlines. It'll be used to control the, the news cycle. So what kind of an idiot is this McConnell? A big one. A big one. Incredible. Absolutely gutless. Now, just to show you the insanity of this, you know, the, the, the post office is $78 billion in debt. And so they're trying to look at ways to streamline it. And so when they do, look at that, they're trying to sabotage it. They're slowing everything down. And as the chief of staff to the president, Mark Meadows, has pointed out, many of these decisions were made in 2014, 2015, 2011, long before we got here. Doesn't matter. Look what you're doing. Here's an example of media and Democrats in their statements. And you can't tell the difference between them. In this montage from Grabian, you can't tell the difference between who the so-called reporters are and the Democrat politicians, because there isn't any. As I wrote in my book, brilliant book, I might add, Unfreedom of the Press. By the way, it's amazing. I don't understand Amazon as a, as a small footnote here. So the book comes out in paperback. And they're still selling the hardback. And the hardback's 60% off while they last. So the books the, in hardback's like 11 bucks or, and change. And in paperback, it's like 13 bucks and change. Does that make any sense, Mr. Producer? It's good for you folks. If you want your copy, now's the time to go grab it in hardcover. It's literally 60% off. If I didn't write it and didn't own it, I'd buy it right now myself. All right. Media and Democrats, one and the same, on the mail-in postal conspiracy. Cut 12, go. Say it directly. Is this an attempt by the president, do you believe, to interfere in the election? Absolutely. That are choking the post office, slowing it down. Uh, they will destroy the postal service. They'll do it because they don't want people to vote. This is nothing but a naked power grab to make sure that he can't be voted out of office. Do you yet have any evidence? What, if any, evidence have you seen? I can tell you, based on my reporting, we only have reports so far of these machines being removed. You want to look at where those machines were taken down. What precincts were these machines taken down? How many mailboxes were removed? Where are the mail sorting machines? What did you replace them with? Are they being replaced? We're on to everything he's doing. All of this seems perfectly planned to uh, disenfranchise people. That's absolutely what this is. I mean, it's incredibly widespread. It's affecting every single uh, region of the country. If he does not win, he's going to say uh, that it was a fraudulent election. It is a massive effort at voter suppression in front of our eyes. And quite frankly, if you keep this slowdown happening, people will die. Talking about mortality because of this postal crisis. He is, in effect, putting his knee uh, on the neck of American democracy. This will be the shame of the Republican Party for generations. This is a crisis. It's shocking. It is terrifying. It's absolutely disgusting. It's personal. I mean, I I started writing, like, I was writing all these thank you notes when the show started. Mm. And I've got people now who just got them 
I've been on for four weeks. Ugh. They say this is normal business procedure, that these machines are being removed and reallocated. In a statement to NBC News, the Postal Service, with a straight face, has described this move as normal business adjustments. Normal business adjustments. Unbelievable. The propaganda in this country. Talk about Putin. Putin must be very jealous. Our media are more in the tank than his media. <laughs> now there's others. I've got, I've got Chris Coons here, who's a uh, senator from uh, from Delaware, looking out for his buddy, you know, Biden and all. I, I'm not going to play them all, but let me answer this. I've answered it in many ways, but let me try it this way. From issueandinsights.com, these guys used to write, many of them before, uh, Investors uh, Daily, which had a tremendous editorial page. The New York Times on Monday declared that the postal crisis ripples across the nation as election looms. Tuesday, the Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, canceled changes he'd started to enact that Democrats claim were sabotaging mail delivery at the behest of President Trump. DeJoy said it was to avoid even the appearance of any impact on election mail. House Speaker Eva Pelosi gloated that they felt the heat and that's what we were trying to do. Make it too hot for them to handle as their face is melting right in front of our eyes. Democrats had claimed that not only was the situation at the post office a crisis, but it was one engineered by Donald J. Trump and the Trump-supporting DeJoy to disenfranchise voters and steal the election. Now let's stop a second. I thought they said the other week that mail-in voting actually helps the Republicans. Isn't that what the Democrats and their mouthpieces in the media said? So why would they want to sabotage it? They can't even get their lies straight. Let me go on. They repeatedly brought it up on the first day of their convention. DeJoy has been called to testify this week. Good job, McConnell. Pelosi scheduled an emergency vote on a United States Postal Service rescue bill for Friday. So now that DeJoy is back down, it seems like the Democrats had a point, doesn't it? Not exactly. The crisis as they described it, never existed. It was a fiction they peddled to damage Trump's re-election bid, one the Trump-hating mainstream press was all too eager to amplify. But what about all those reports of mail delays? Well, they weren't based on any official measures or audits. The stories were all anecdotal. What's more, most of the complaints about service disruptions and mail delays came from postal worker unions, which have all endorsed Biden for president. Besides, the Postal Service has been plagued with delays for years, in fact, for half a century. You want to know the truth? Back in 2015, a USPS inspector general issued an alert about a substantial increase in delayed mail. I believe Barack Milhouse Obama was president, and Biden, if he remembers, was vice president. It said in the first six months of 2015, nearly half a billion pieces of mail were delayed. That was your mail, Joy Reid. Compared with the year before. That's despite the fact that the USPS had lowered its standards for what it considered one-time delivery. Remember the post office used to deliver twice a day and on Sundays? Now it's just FedEx and UPS. The impacts on customer service and employees have been considerable, the IG report concluded, again, back in 2015. By the way, Joe Biden was vice president when that was happening. May I underscore that? I think I will. Maybe it'll come up at the Democrat convention tonight. Maybe it won't. And you don't have to look very hard to find multiple news stories of lousy mail service around the country before DeJoy took the helm. Before he took the helm. 
Nor has the Postal Service historically been reliable at handling mail-in ballots on time. An IG report earlier this year looked at mail voting in Wisconsin and found multiple problems. There were, quote, three tubs of absentee ballots, unquote, sitting in a Milwaukee processing center on Election Day. Many ballots were returned to voters with no explanation. 390 ballots got delivered without a postmark, making it impossible to know when they were mailed. This is a crisis with the USPS and the 2020 election, but it's not the one the Democrats are peddling. In fact, this crisis is the fault of the very same Democrats who've been pushing mail-in voting schemes since early this year without any consideration of the enormous impact it would have on the integrity of the November election. That's where I disagree with them. This is a plot. May I say that? A plot. Pelosi and company tried to get universal mail-in voting mandated nationwide as part of the pandemic relief legislation. They've since been filing lawsuits in states across the nation to require mail-in ballots to send to every voter and rules to prevent fraud lifted, despite the fact there's no more public health risk from voting in person than there is in going to the grocery store or Home Depot or going to Pelosi's massive freezer for her ice cream. The Democrats' universal mail-in voting schemes will only enable voter fraud and create election chaos, blaming Trump for routine delays in the mail and spinning up grand Russiagate-style conspiracies was politically expedient. It offered a new line of attack for Democrats and gave them a reason to contest the results should he win in November. Now that DeJoy has called their bluff, who are they going to blame if they lose in November? Well, you know what they're saying? It's too late. He backed off too late. My God, he backed off too late. Now what's going to happen? What a bunch of corrupt bastards. I'll be right back. Lovin. It's been reported that Americans are overpaying on car insurance by over $21 billion. But searching for a better deal can take hours and typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam calls. Until now, thanks to the Zebra.com. The Zebra.com is the nation's leading car insurance comparison site because it's the only place you can compare quotes side by side from over 100 providers and choose the best for you in 90 seconds or less. Plus, they'll never sell your information to the spammers, so you won't get all those unwanted calls or emails. You just answer a few questions on a simple, fast form, and they find you the best rates and coverage in your state. TechCrunch calls the Zebra Kayak for auto insurance. Now, the best part is that it's completely free. You can save up to $670 a year using thezebra.com. Whatever your economic situation, the zebra is committed to helping you save. How much can you save on car and home insurance? Go today and start saving at thezebra.com slash Levin. That's thezebra.com slash Levin, spelled T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. I want to mention this because there's not another host in America who will. It certainly won't appear on any cable show or any network show or any satellite show. And it certainly will not be discussed at the Democrat National Convention. All these riots, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, enormously violent Marxist, anarchist organizations. And I've told you over and over again that they're also anti-Semitic. KATU2 television in Portland, second fire in a week at Portland Jewish Center, causes significant damage. 
You haven't seen this anywhere. And yet it's on video. A fire reported at a Jewish center in southwest Portland Wednesday morning is under investigation. Crews responded to a fire at the Chabad Center for Jewish Life in southwest Vermont Street at around 2.45 a.m. A battalion chief told KATU News this is the second fire at this location in a week. Now they said the first one was due to electrical malfunction. The second one's under investigation. I'm going to keep an eye on this. Because I doubt if it's constantly electrical malfunction. I really do. Now you see what's going on in Portland where that poor man was beaten within an inch of his life. You see that these hoodlums are being led out of prison. Then we got we to gotta watch this LeBron James and his, and his friends on the basketball court wearing their stupid hats and their stupid shirts. Completely out of touch with reality and what's taking place in this country. Starting to think they support it. Starting to think they support the riots. Have you heard any of them speak out in basketball or the NFL or Major League Baseball? Have you heard any of the commissioners speak out? Not a damn one of them. Not one of them. None of them. Tell me, of all the speakers at the Democrat convention, which one, which one spoke out against the violence? Not one of them. Meanwhile, we have reporters who are watching it, slobbering all over. Michelle Obama, Cuomo, wow, that was a good one, and all the rest of them. These aren't reporters. They're cheerleaders. Now we have the, the Trump sabotaging the post office drama. I told you about this weeks and weeks ago, over a month ago, what was going on here. It's a complete setup. If the Democrats are losing on election night in battleground states and elsewhere, they'll claim, look, what we told you, we told you what was going to happen with the post office, and nudniks all around are going to, yeah, that's right. And of course, if they're leading, and if Trump challenges them, see, he said he wouldn't leave, he said he wouldn't leave, and he's not leaving. We got it. We got it. We know what's going on. Do you know what we do at Levin TV on the Blaze TV network? Well, we give you intelligent content you won't see anywhere else. We just did a deep dive into the genius of federalism, which is a big word that the left apparently just learned last week. History and current actions have shown us that so-called progressives will use any crisis to further their big government agenda. Small businesses continue to be hurt while the left holds them hostage in order to gain more power over each and every American. There's nothing more important in these times than the facts, and that's exactly what you get on Levin TV. Smart people like you deserve smart programming. But remember, we can only continue to produce this type of program if you continue to participate. And right now, we've made it easier than ever before. Just go to levintv.com, L-E-V-I-N-T-V.com, and enter promo code LEVIN to get $30 off your annual subscription. That's 30% off, and that's just over $5 a month for the most amazing shows and programming available. That's levintv.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N. as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. You know, uh, 
an observation here. What would we do without these citizen journalists? With their iPhones? Who are reporting on what's taking place? Who are going into Portland? Going into Seattle? Going into New York? Going into these cities? Going into Minneapolis? Where's Jim Acosta? Where's Andrea Mitchell? Where are all these people? They're non-existent. They sit at home, reporting from home about what other people are actually working on who get paid nothing close to what they get paid, and some of them don't get paid anything at all. We would not know what's going going on in Portland if we were relying on the mainstream news, the leftists. We wouldn't know what's going on. These people talk about freedom of the press. And then they accuse the president of trying to shut them down. Nobody's stopping them from going into Portland. Nobody's stopping them from going into Seattle. Nobody's stopping They went to Lafayette Park because they knew they would be protected because that's where the president lives, across the street. But they don't go into Portland. Now, there have been a few brave men and women. I've seen a couple from Fox who were in that Portland courthouse at the time, and maybe one or two from some of the other networks, but it's not every night, and this has gone on every night. And the beatings that we're watching, it's the citizen journalists who are finding this. They're the ones in the streets. They're disguising themselves. They have guts. These are, these are gutsy people who get paid nothing or minimal amount of money. But what it should tell you And if I were commenting on the Democrat National Convention, I wouldn't be talking about slicing and dicing. I wouldn't be, I'd be talking about the fact that they don't even comment on what's taken place in every single major city in this country. And they don't come up with any proposals. What are your police reform proposals? Because they want to eviscerate the police. And they don't want to offend their radical kook base. Then you have these pathetic quasi or pseudo-Republicans are speaking. They're thrown in with this crowd. Now, you and I know they never had Republican support. But they're throwing in with this crowd. They bring out Colin Powell like that's a big deal. Didn't he back Obama against McCain? And didn't he back... Romney against Obama. People keep telling me to look at the Drudge Report. I don't want to look at the Drudge Report. It's so pathetically buffoonish. So I go there and I look. Mistake. Lincoln to Colin Powell. Lincoln to... What? what? It's incredible. Well, he'll have his, uh, his wealth taxed. His day will come. But go to the Bongino Report. Go to Right Scoop. Go to The Blaze. Go to Legal Insurrection. Our buddies at Breitbart. Lucianne. I can't even think of all of them, and I apologize. There's so many great sites that aggregate news, <clears throat> excuse me, that comment on news, and they're not run by these, by oddballs. They're always hiding out. The people who run them are front and center. You know who they are. You know what their names are. You know what they stand for. They present the, none of this behind the scenes and in the shadow stuff. Oh, wow. 
But thank God for these citizen journalists. People, where are the police? Where the, we know what's there. They're told to stand down. Where are all the journalists? That's my question. They're very tough in the White House press room. Very tough. They're very tough in their homes as they broadcast on the Democrat convention. They're very superficial. Wow, that was a killer spell. That speech, oh, that, that, I've never seen anything. While cities are burning, while people are under attack and being brutal, this is what they're talking about? No wonder there's no ratings. People don't want anything to do with that. They get 18 million. We have a country of 320 million. It's a little over 5% are watching. A little over 5%. Wow, it's so fascinating. No, it's not. It's monotonous. It's predictable. It's propaganda. Well, aren't you going to watch the Republicans? I'm going to watch the president. We'll see. But I'm not a journalist. I'm not, you know, I'm, I, I give my opinion. You know where I'm coming from. It's much worse when you have these frauds who pretend to be journalists and know exactly what the hell they're doing. So we get further into 2020, and all these uncertainties continue. It truly is critical to pay attention to your financial health. What can you do today to guarantee a healthy financial future? If you're a homeowner, the solution may be as simple as a mortgage refinance. And I know just the people to help you. And by the way, I might add, if you're buying a home, you want to get the best mortgage you can. Same thing, American financing. They're the best. Their mortgage consultants will customize a loan to meet your needs, as they did with my daughter and my son-in-law, and they did with Mr. Producer. Maybe it's a shorter term, excuse me, a lower rate, or... Access and cash, they can do all that and more. It's a no-pressure experience. With no obligation, no upfront or hidden fees either, these are good people, family-owned, A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They've been helping people just like you for over 20 years, so they know what they're doing. And they are customer-focused, like a laser. If you're interested in saving up to $1,000 a month, This is the lender you want to call right now. American financing. There is no better. You'll hear about others. Forget them. Here's the number. 888-900-1828. Or you can go online and visit them at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, All right, let's take a call. Tyler, Portland, Oregon, XM Satellite. Tyler, you're on. Go right ahead, sir. Hi, sir. Um, I just wanted to call because I've been trying to give my story to many of the news agencies around here in Portland and surrounding area as well as Fox. My truck was uh, bashed in last month downtown when I was parked for a doctor's appointment. I'm a veteran nine years in the Army, and I've been in Afghanistan three times, and I just had two stickers on there. You know, just not saying I'm a veteran, but they were just unit stickers and the war that I got in Afghanistan, and I just wanted to warn veterans out there that you have to be careful now because we're getting attacked as well. A huge boulder was thrown in the back of my rear windshield in my new truck, and it's fixed now, but, you know, I have children, so thank God we weren't inside. Um, we didn't catch who it was, but I just wanted to try to so get So the that. Attorney General is right. He's saying they're using guerrilla warfare tactics. 
Correct, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and I also work for the state as law enforcement, but I don't have any stickers on my truck like that. Isn't that shocking? So, uh, in America, in a major city, you don't want people to know that you're a vet or that you have any association with law enforcement because you take your life in your own hands. Correct. And it really is a shame. I, I wanted to try to get the story out because no one's responded back, obviously, you know, for good reason because they don't want it out. But I'm just trying to warn veterans out there listening, you know, please be very wary with stickers on your truck. I know it's sad, but, you know, it, they're not uh, caring anymore. You know, it's it's pretty sad down here in Portland. Well, you know what? Uh, may I make a suggestion? Yes, sir. Depending on the state you're in, Oregon is, you know, it's a, it's a quasi-communist state at this part, thanks to Portland. But uh, if you have a state that allows uh, for concealed carry, some states allow for carry, but concealed carry like my state does, by all means, do what you need to do and, and get your weapon and have your concealed carry. I'm not saying be provocative. I'm not saying be stupid. I'm not saying be, be aggressive or offensive in any respect. But if somebody's trying to kill you with a baseball bat or trying to kill one of your kids or your family members, you have every right to defend yourself. God says you can defend yourself. And we answer to God. Right. I agree 100% as a born-again Christian. And my other thing I wanted to warn about is I did ask the Marion County Sheriff, because I do live in Marion County here in Oregon, which is near Portland, and I asked that question. I said, you know, I carry a concealed carry. I said, if we're attacked, and I use self-defense and use of force to protect myself and my family, they said, well, we can't guarantee that you will not be charged for manslaughter. The DA might charge you over the attacker. That's because in Portland you have a Soros DA who will attack the victim, who will punish the victim like the Soros DA in St. Louis. Okay. But in the end, I'm going to protect myself and I'm going to protect my family. Right. Whatever the cost. And that said, you better know what the hell you're doing if you're going to walk around with a weapon. You don't just walk around with a weapon. You've got to know how to use it properly. You've got to know what the rules are uh, in the state, regardless of what this, these kook prosecutors think. And so you've got to be enormously responsible. Because if you do something stupid, you do belong in jail. On the other hand, if people are dragging you out of your trucks or out of your cars and beating your wife and all the rest, or trying to break into your home. To me, that's a different story. Just Mark. That's just my opinion. All right. Thank you for your service, Tyler. I appreciate it very, very much. Malcolm, Fairfax, Virginia, the great WMAL. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Mark? Very well, thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to preface this with uh, I am not a psychologist, but uh, I'm here to acknowledge the fact that conservatives are very, very poor on a whole at trying to red pill not your puppet masters at the top, but your uh, your white liberals, a lot of them young. So far, I don't even understand. What does red pill mean? I'm, you know, I, I'm not in the culture. I have, I'm, I'm the bubble man. <laughs> okay. Uh, trying to reason with a liberal. Oh, got uh, it. And try to bring them over to, mm-hmm. well, the truth. Uh, I've got 21, uh, you know, six years in the Marine Corps, as God officer, bless you. 20, thank you, sir. Pleasure to serve. And then thank 23 you. years, a uh, fairly successful business. I've had to get inside the heads of a lot of people to get the best out of them. Mm-hmm. And 
as I patrol, not troll, but patrol those uh, liberal websites, you can see the bile, the, the back and forth between conservatives and liberals. Mm-hmm. And you have to agree, you're not dealing with folks that are just dealing with political beliefs. These are deep-seated addictions to hate, mm-hmm. and behind hate is self-loathing. Now, we talk about white guilt, white privilege. A lot of these kids, these young adults, still operating 90% in the impulse part of their brain, they're addicted to these things. And in order for them to change their belief system, we can't go head-to-head with facts. It'd be like telling a heroin addict, well, drugs are bad. Oh, okay, well, I'll stop that immediately. Mm-hmm. You have to acknowledge their feelings, even if you don't feel like it, and not get triggered by it. And it's real easy. Feel, felt, found. I feel, uh, I understand how you feel. I felt the same way, but this is what I found. And it's layering upon layer, but we cannot be con- triggered, much like liberals, by hateful means. Yeah, this is a very good point. In other words, uh, use that technique to bring them over to the to, to our side to the extent we can. I think that's a very, I think that's a very uh, legitimate point. Uh, and it's, and it's, uh, it's much like an addict. Uh, you know, this isn't a, really a sane thought, but if you or and I to, were to look at our gun safes, that the collections that we've had for years and suddenly realize that the 2A is a sham, we have to mm-hmm. say goodbye to our hunting buddies. We've got to take those deer heads off the wall. We've got to get mm-hmm. rid of all our weapons. We have to be shunned. Uh, this is a real thing, mm-hmm. uh, whether, and, it, and it's psychological, but we have to message it differently. We cannot meet hate with hate. We have got to get inside of their heads. I deal with my own house. I deal with, with it with friends. And, and it's very hard, I understand, for conservatives not to get triggered by that person that says, oh, Robert Trump's dead, great celebration you've got to know that there's well there is a point at which you have to say you know what i give up on that subhuman there is a point at which if if you don't even have a a a basic level of of moral decency that's not somebody i even want to work on but if you're saying look a lot of these kids and they get older they're young adults have been indoctrinated through school they've been indoctrinated through their social circles through the media and so forth and let's just and let's let's just agree. It's just easier to be a liberal because it's really quite knee jerk. Oh, look at that! There's inequality. Okay, what do we do? Well, we have to do this, 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 and nationalize this, 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 this. It it is much more of a knee jerk, uh, emotional appeal uh, than than the conservatives in that sense. So I don't disagree with you. My only point would be once we go there, that is the approach. We need to know what we're talking about. And what I do on one-on-one situations, I talk about, don't you want to be free? Don't you want to be able to do pretty much what you can within a moral and, and legal construct? Uh, don't you have your own motivations? Don't you have this? If you don't trust power and you don't trust authority, then why do you want more and more of it? You've got to be able to explain that. Malcolm, great call. We'll be right back. So I've been watching these riots around the country. I'm absolutely sickened. I'm sure most of you are. You know, John Locke once said, law is not to abolish or restrain, but to preserve and enlarge freedom. Where there's no law, there's no freedom. 
You want to let rioters burn down your cities? There goes your freedom. You want to get rid of cops? There goes your freedom. You want to elect Joe Biden? There goes your freedom. As you've heard me say many times, I have a liberty agenda. And at Levin TV, which airs on Blaze TV, you can watch this come to life with our conservative pro-American content that reveres our Constitution and champions our individual freedoms. This is what we do each and every day. And there's never been a better time to check us out. Just go to levintv.com, L-E-V-I-N-T-V.com, and sign up today for a free 30-day trial. That's right. We're going to give you a full month of Levin TV and all the other great shows on Blaze TV at no cost to you, but only if you subscribe right now at levintv.com. Oh, my God, Obama's talking tonight. What, what? Does he ever shut the hell up? I mean, oh, no, 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 his words are going to be unbelievable. Even before he speaks. And then Hillary. My God, Hillary. What a psycho. Absolute psycho. And then uh, Kamala Harris is going to speak. Fascinating. Well, I won't be watching. I won't be listening. I'll wait for Mr. Producer to uh, collect the clips. And we'll listen to them then because I have other things to do. Like, uh, my wife's out of town for a couple of days, so I've got to figure out where I'm going to go eat. Can't keep going to McDonald's. Even though I like it, I get tired of it after a while. Don't you, Mr. Producer? Yes. Maybe there's a Chick-fil-A. That, I think there is one. Let's talk about censorship on social media sites, shall we? The left wants to silence any voices they don't agree with, instead of letting social media sites revoke your right to free speech. How about revoking their right to your data with ExpressVPN? Free-to-access sites like Facebook make their money by tracking your search history and everything you click on, then selling your data. But when you use ExpressVPN, you hide your IP address. That makes your activity more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. And with ExpressVPN, you just tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN also encrypts all your data to protect you from hackers. If you don't have this, you need to run. Seriously. So say no to censorship and take back your online privacy at expressvpn.com mark. Go there right now and get an extra three months of ExpressVPN free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V. PN.com slash Mark. The next hour, we're going to talk about the next controversy involving Goodyear. Yes. But before we go, Democrats' pandemic attacks ignore Trump's 100-plus executive actions. This is a big deal. I've posted on Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter, and at, uh, where, and where else have I put? And at Parler. Mark Levin Show Parlor. Don't forget Mark Levin Show Parlor. By the way, we've hit 2.4 million on Twitter. I think it was like six weeks ago I was saying, let's hit 2 million. So many of you are now joining the real resistance. That's us. And look at this study. Black, white, COVID-19 patients with access to care die at similar rates. Look at all the myths that have been destroyed here. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Just the news, great site, John Solomon's news site. Democrats' pandemic attacks ignored Trump's 100-plus executive actions. I go through this thoroughly on Levin TV, uh, which will be aired tomorrow night. 100 examples, and there are more, of what the president has done. And what has he done? He's a little late. You'll see, it's overwhelming. It's enormous what he's done. And then you have the list for Biden, which is basically a blank white sheet. Now, we have this from UPI. I didn't even know they were still in existence. Study, black, white, COVID-19 patients with access to care die at similar rates. Wait a minute. I thought the coronavirus was racist. Turns out it's not. And the argument was always bizarre. Next, media fear-mongering has led to misconceptions about risk of death from COVID-19. See, it's like the Postal Service propaganda from the media, it's like the Russia hoax, it's all these other things. Our fellow citizens, those of whom watch the other media and listen to the other media, have no idea what's going on. Americans believe that people age 55 and older account for just over half the COVID-19 deaths, actually 92%. Americans believe that people age 44 and younger account for about 30% of total deaths, actually 2.7%. Americans overestimate the risk of death from the virus for people aged 24 and younger by a factor of 50. And they think the risk for people aged 65 and older is half of what it actually is. 40% versus 80%. The results are nothing but stunning. Nothing but stunning. Well, of course. A study was conducted by Franklin Templeton Investments in Gallup Research. Because when you get lies and propaganda from the Democrat Party press and the Democrats, people are confounded. And that's exactly what the left and the Democrats want. Mortality data have shown from the very beginning that the virus age discriminates, with deaths overwhelmingly concentrated in people who are older and suffer comorbidities. It's perhaps the only uncontroversial piece of evidence we have about this virus. Nearly all U.S. fatalities have been among people older than 55. And yet a large number of Americans are still convinced that the risk to those younger than 55 is almost the same as those who are older. Now, where do they get that from? Well, they get it from the teachers' union. They even get it from Fauci to some extent. They definitely get it from the media. People who don't want to teach, but want to get paid. And this includes professors. It's the damnedest thing. They're all going to vote Democrat. They're all going to vote Democrat. It's, it's, it's just appalling. Those are just three current examples 
of how the media affect society with lies and create a, a fictional reality. And they desperately, desperately want Americans to think that Trump is responsible for the China virus, that Trump has mishandled the China virus. I have to be honest with you, when I read that 100 uh, items list and talked about it on Levin TV, I thought to myself, I don't see how anybody could have done a better job. Anybody. Certainly any president. Any of the Bushes? No. Clinton? No. Biden? Hell no. Obama? Definitely no. And there's so much evidence of the effectiveness of what the president did. And as I say, a lot of the decisions are state decisions. The president did everything he could at the federal level. Scores of executive orders and so forth. But the top 10 states with the top 10 number of deaths and the top percentage of number of deaths per 1 million population, nine of them are Democrat states. And the top two are New Jersey and New York. So if people are going to be held to account for deaths, which is bizarre, but this is where we are in this disgusting, disgusting environment with the left, then it's the governors who are not only not prepared, but made outrageous decisions like Cuomo and Murphy and others. But I want to move on. Goodyear. Now we all woke up to this, and we saw an anonymous employee in one of the Goodyear locations was being told what they could wear and say and what they couldn't wear and say. And so, uh, of course, it went left. And uh, it's an anonymous employee, Goodyear, leaked a photo, as the Daily Wire points out, from an alleged policy slideshow which showed that the company accepted activism for left-wing causes like Black Lives Matter and LGBT while banning conservative causes. You know, much like the NBA and the NFL and MLB and all the rest of it. If someone wants to wear a BLM shirt in here, then cool. It's not going to get offended about it. The anonymous employee told local news, but at the same time, if someone's not going to be able to wear something that is politically based, even in the farthest stretch of the imagination, that's discriminatory. If we're talking about equality, then it needs to be equality. If not, it's discrimination. So like you couldn't wear a MAGA hat, you couldn't say Blue Lives Matter, but you could wear blue, uh, Black Lives Matter uh, clothing, you could, uh, you could talk up Black Lives Matter and, and the rest of it. So Goodyear put out a statement. It said it supports its employees' right to express themselves for certain causes while asking they refrain from political campaigning. Now here is the fine line they tried to draw, but it's preposterous. Quote, Goodyear is committed to fostering an inclusive and respectful workplace where all of our associates can do their best in a spirit of teamwork. As part of this commitment, we do allow our associates to express their support on racial justice and other equity issues, but ask that they refrain from workplace expressions, verbal or otherwise, in support of political campaigning for any candidate or political party, as well as other similar forms of advocacy that fall outside the scope of equity issues. This is absolute bullcrap. And I wish I wasn't on terrestrial radio for this five seconds so I can say exactly what I think this is. It's all politics, it's all culture, and in many respects it's all life and death. 
This is idiotic. It's preposterous. So Black Lives Matter isn't political. It's about racial justice and other equity issues. And they're Marxists. So Marxism isn't political. It's about racial justice and equity issues. But if you support the president or the cops, that's political. Now that's bullcrap. And the president of the United States has had enough of this. We've all had enough of this. These uh, corporations that kowtow to Marxists and leftists in the Democrat Party. Why can't we call them out? What did I say a month ago? If they're going to BDS us, then we need to BDS them. Right? If they're going to BDS us, then we need to BDS them. If they're going to try and defund the cops and defund what we believe in and destroy what we believe in, well, as I say, Payback is a bitch. So the president tweeted out, Don't buy Goodyear tires. They announced a ban on MAGA hats. Get better tires for far less. He said, this is what the radical left Democrats do. Two can play the same game. We have to start playing it now, the president tweeted. And I've been saying this too for a long time. You know, we always say we believe in the First Amendment. This has nothing to do with the First Amendment. This is private. Or we believe in debate. We want to engage. Which is true. But now they're trying to destroy us. They're trying to crush us. And you have to fight back. Let's see here. And now they're attacking the president. He's so petty. And they have 69,000 employees. Many of them who are veterans. Tweeted Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow? Wow. Wow. What did she say? It's so important. Goodyear Tires has been an American gem since 1898. This is Twitter. And now Trump wants Americans to abandon them just because they don't support him politically. Trump isn't president for America. He's only president for his supporters. This proves it, tweeted Mrs. Krastenstein, whoever the hell that is. The union that represents the employees of Goodyear should demand a meeting with ownership that is the executives and they should tell them exactly the fact which is it is these executives who are putting Goodyear at risk not the president president's a counterpuncher the president is responding to what's taking place Goodyear cannot must not Exxon any of the car businesses, all the rest of them. They cannot be turned into hubs for Black Lives Matter, for Antifa, for LGBTQ, for all these other organizations on the left, while on the right, you have to be quiet and just take it. That is simply unacceptable. If you don't want discussions like this, then end them, all of them. But you don't get to pick winners and losers. This is how they purify the teachers' union. This is how they purify other public sector unions and private unions. This is how they purify the classroom. This is how they purify their own party. This is how they purify Hollywood, the media, the culture, professors. And then we're, we're out of the loop. We don't get to participate. Now, I don't buy Goodyear tires. 
because I choose not to buy them. But when it comes to buying tires now, if I have a choice, unless that corporation reverses course and reverses its policy, I will never buy Goodyear tires. And I'm sorry the listeners in Akron, don't look at me. You should be marching on your corporate leadership. Because that statement they put out underscores that they're going to continue to promote, indoctrinate their employees. And that people with a different perspective are just going to be called political. Oh, they're political. They're not about equity. What the hell do they think we're for? What do they think the Constitution's about? So if a corporation wants to get into the middle of this fight, then that's the way it goes. Now, I do notice that Goodyear isn't going to move its headquarters to Portland. Did you notice that, Mr. Producer? They're not going to move their headquarters to Seattle or Minneapolis. Not even New York. Why not? Why not? Don't they believe in equity? Apparently not. It's too bad. It's too bad what management did to Goodyear. Now, management needs to fix it. Because we're not taking this crap anymore. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Well, there was a give and take between uh, Kaylee McEnany and this so-called reporter, Paula Reed from CBS. She is a disaster. Whatever the Democrat Party talking points are, she uses them. And most of the kamikaze media does exactly this. But she takes up the cause, the, the preposterous and incoherent statement of Goodyear, and she's handed her lunch by Kaylee McEnany, who is superb. Cut 18, go. Thank you, Kaylee. Today, the president encouraged Americans not to buy Goodyear tires, suggesting that they had a ban on MAGA hats. But it appears that their policy... Whoa, 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 whoa. Reporter, it wasn't only a ban on MAGA hats. Using the phrase, blue lives matter. Why don't you tell the truth, for God's sakes? Go ahead. Political speech is pretty common for most companies. So why is the president retaliating? What's pretty common for most companies? Not to use political speech? Okay, fine. Then stop talking about black lives. No, that's different. That's a higher, higher level. No, no, no. That's about justice and equity. You conservatives, you know, you're not, you're just about crude politics. So says CBS News reporter Paula Reed, burping up what Goodyear corporate office burped up. Go ahead. 
a private company for their dress code and potentially jeopardizing American jobs. So Goodyear needs to come out and clarify their policy. There was an image. It's a statement. They failed to clear. Yes, I did see their statements, which still still failed, failed to clarify their policy. What happened is there was an image that was put out that showed that certain speech was acceptable, Black Lives Matter insignia, for instance. But what was not allowed was Blue Lives Matter. What was not allowed was MAGA hats. Um, what was clearly targeted was a certain ideology. They have not denied that that image was presented at one of their facilities, and they need to come out. Racial equality, racial justice, that is okay, but not political. All right, let's stop. Do you know political speech is the most protected speech according to the Supreme Court? Now, I know this isn't a a matter involving the federal government, but follow the logic. The Supreme Court would say, if they follow their own precedent, which isn't certain, but I will, that this is all political speech. It's all political speech. Debate, argument, statements about the future of the country. That's what we're talking about. So it's all, again, if the federal government was involved, it's all protected speech. Within certain limits, you know, you, you, do, you do have the right to actually run an office without a lot of politics going on. But again, that said, so what this reporter is doing is simply parroting what some corporate officer in Akron in a communications office, trying to figure out how to defend what they're doing, said. She's not particularly intelligent. She's not trying to decipher what's taking place. She's not trying to get information. She's trash-mouthing the president. That's it. But it's all considered technically political speech, which should be technically protected. You either allow it or you don't allow it. You allow it or you don't allow it. Go ahead standard across the board right now. That's not that unusual. Did the president even reach out to Goodyear before they, he tweeted? They came out and said equity issues. As far as I'm concerned, Blue Lives Matter is an equity issue. There have been police officers across this country that have been targeted because they wear the badge. Look no further than Dallas, where five police officers died. So Black Lives Matter, an organization whose in their D.C. branch said Black Lives Matter means defund the police. One of their presidents in New York said, we will burn down the system. We all remember in 2015, the yelling of pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon at a Black Lives Matter And they said they want to defeat Trump. That's their number one goal. So they want to elect Biden. I mean, this is supposed to be a reporter, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. That speech is allowed, but Blue Lives Matter is not allowed. And I will stand at this podium and say Blue Lives Matter is an equity issue, and, and Goodyear needs to come out and acknowledge it. reason he called for the boycott was over MAGA. MAGA is pretty much unanimous with Blue Lives Matter these days, if you've seen the endorsements. Mm-hmm. What about all the jobs lost and the businesses lost from the rioting? And the failure of Democrat mayors to do anything about it. And the failure of Democrats to speak out about it. That seems to me to be a little bit more in a political issue. She's concerned about jobs. She's concerned about these blue state governors shutting down their economies. She's not concerned about jobs. She's just regurgitating what the Democrats want her to say. That's it. They're one and the same damn thing. That's it. Concerned about jobs? The president keeps talking about jobs and opening the economy, and they keep telling him to shut the economy and go wear a mask. She's not concerned about jobs. She's concerned about getting rid of the president of the United States. That's CBS for you, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. You only can boycott the companies that we tell you to boycott. 
Yes. And politics is only what we tell you politics is. And whatever the left is doing is, of course, it's not politics. It's righteous. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. They call him Mr. Right, Mr. Conservative, and Mr. Constitution. But you can call him Mark at 877-381-3811. So I just pulled up this Paula Reed's Twitter site, because this is where these, these left-wing kook reporters live. Listen to this. Tell me, is she a reporter? She posts, President Trump invoking cancel culture at the expense of American jobs in a swing state. Dr. Scott Atlas has joined President Trump on the sideline of today's briefing. He is a radiology specialist who works on policy, but during White House meetings, he's contradicted infectious disease specialists, Drs. Burks and Fauci on COVID. Does this sound like a reporter? Let's see. Question. She retweets this. Is the president saying he won't accept the results of an election if he doesn't win? Why is the president, Trump, retaliating against Goodyear private company for its dress code and putting American jobs at risk, I asked the White House spokesperson. And it goes on and on like this. She links to CBS This Morning post. U.S. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy says he'll delay controversial changes. They're not controversial changes. They're typical changes. And they're ongoing. And this is the problem. She's also a lawyer. She's a slip and fall journalist. You're a fraud, lady. Feel free to come on the show and defend yourself, counselor. I'm disgusted with these frauds. Now, Kamala Harris will be speaking tonight. The last Life, Liberty, and Levin, which was the number one show on Sunday on Fox last Sunday, just thought I'd mention that to Johnny Dollar and some of the others. Yeah, we're over here. Over here. Over here. Anyway, um, we went through her career as DA and as Attorney General, which she showed to be quite the autocrat. In the Senate, she's farther left than 97% of the Senate Democrats. I want to remind you of this because they're going to be slobbering all over on cable TV. She's left of Bernie Sanders. She wants to decriminalize illegal immigration. 
She compared immigration and customs enforcement personnel to the Ku Klux Klan. She wants government-run and paid-for health care for illegal aliens. That's you. You pay for it. She wants the elimination of private health care. 160 million Americans have private health care. Well, she's walked back on that. She's walked back on that. She's slicing and dying. I don't care. That was her position. She's a co-sponsor of the Green New Deal, which, of course, is a war on capitalism. And your home and your car and every damn other thing in this society. She wants to eliminate fracking. She wants to eliminate the use of fossil fuels. You know, coal, natural gas, oil. Within the next 10 years. She wants to repeal the Trump tax cuts. And more than that, she wants to massively increase taxes across the board on all Americans, including middle class Americans. She supports infanticide. In fact... Not only does she support it, she would compel you to pay for it. She believes any state law that attempts to regulate abortion must be pre-approved by the federal government. Now, there's no constitutional basis for that, but she doesn't care. She said she will ban legal firearms by executive order, also unconstitutional. This is her mindset. She favors massive new regulations across the board. She supports the Obama-Biden war on the suburbs. In which case, federal left-wing bureaucrats and politicians will control all zoning decisions, whether or not you can have single-family housing, what kind of housing you must build, where your schools will be located, where your parks will be located, your transportation hubs. You'll have no decisions This completely wipes out what Alexis de Tocqueville considered one of the core, unique aspects of America in preventing monarchy, or in our case today, tyranny. She favors packing the Supreme Court, that is, creating additional slots on the court, additional seats, and packing them with radical activists. Think about this. And she supports eliminating the filibuster if the Republicans don't go along with her agenda. That's the historic person who will be speaking tonight. That record that I just gave you will not be discussed on cable, network, or satellite TV. It'll be, her delivery was unbelievable. She's a historic figure. She gives hope to so many. It's unbelievable. It's just, uh, she, she really sliced and diced the bread. It was unbelievable. We've never seen it. I've got uh, things floating up my leg, down my leg, all kinds of things floating now. It's unbelievable. And then Obama, oh, nobody can give a spellwinder like Obama. Remember he did at John Lewis's uh, funeral memorial? It was disgusting. And he lied up one side and down the other. It was disgusting. Who else? Oh, Hillary. So the psycho is going to talk tonight. The psycho. I warned you. I warned you he would be this way. You didn't listen to me. I should be in the Oval Office. As she's scratching at the door of the Oval Office. Boy, oh boy. You wonder why Bill stepped out. I'm, I'm not encouraging any such thing, but I mean, it's not hard to understand. You can see I don't ping-pong ball all over the web, all over, all over the program. We leave that to the backbenchers. 
We dig deeply here. We not only dig deeply in the facts and do our research, but we try and figure out what the hell's going on. Let's go to Ivan. Lowell, Maryland, the great WMAL. Ivan, how are you, sir? Hey, Mark, how you doing, man? It's been a long time, man. Oh, how you doing? You always be my friend. You always be my hero, Mark. I love you to death. You're a good man, Ivan. Hey, Mark, look, I think it's, it's high time that we stop running the country and the economy based on cases rather than deaths. We shut down schools. We shut mm-hmm. down business and the economy based on cases rather than deaths. And, and I, I think we, we need to stop that. I did want to ask you a question. Hold on, Zab. That, that's very, very important. And the reason they won't allow us is because the mortality rate is very low. It's really focused in on uh, basically two, two types of uh, human beings, two types of individuals, the elderly uh, and people with these serious comorbidities. That's pretty much it. Right. Mark, I have one, one last comment. Um, Bernie, Bernie said, you know, during the convention a, a couple of days ago, that he tried to uh, equate Trump. He said uh, Nero fiddled while Rome burned. And I thought the irony, irony was rich in that, you know, cities actually burned down to the <laughs> ground with the riots, and the, and the Democrat mayors and governors stood by fiddling and doing nothing while their cities burned down. It's so true. And looted to the ground. Ivan, let me ask you a question. Yes, <laughs> You're so right on. I'm amazed that none of the cable news people picked up on that, Ivan. Um, Bernie Sanders is a year or so older than Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders doesn't look like he's hiding in the basement, does he? <laughs> Mark, you, you forget, you forget uh, Ber- uh, Bernie and, and um, uh, Biden both said that they would die in office, both of them. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, my friend Ivan, I appreciate your call. Be well. Let's continue, shall we? Let's go to Susan, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. How are you, Susan? Oh, Mark, it's so wonderful to hear you. Thank um, you. And just this whole issue about a racial equality that these journalists are so concerned about and the convention, I thought this was going to be you know, more about the solutions. And I haven't heard a word about uh, education equality and how minorities are um, affected disproportionately in the by inner the cities. failed Democratic-controlled, uh, uh, the teachers' union-controlled, uh, failed education system. That mm-hmm. is the biggest reason of income inequality is education. This is an opportunity to for everyone to get around this issue, no matter, even if you don't have children. Because mm-hmm. this is about our, our national security. This is about uh, how we can really... Let me, let me ask you a question. How does Barack Obama, and how, how do Barack and Michelle Obama believe in equality when they're out there making as much money as they possibly can, and they're not giving it away? They're, they're not living the life of an average person, and yet they talk about equality. Colin Powell talks about it. He's not living the life of equality. The guy makes $250,000 a speech. Joe Biden, when he was out of office for four years, made almost $20 million giving speeches. They talk about equality. They don't live the life of equality. LeBron James talks about equality and systemic white racism. LeBron James doesn't live in any of these cities, in the parts of these cities, uh, that are in the most disastrously run parts of the cities. These people are all frauds. They're not for any revolution except the revolution that, that, that draws attention to themselves, that makes them feel good, 
But they don't give up anything. They don't give up their money. They don't give up their homes. They don't give up their lifestyle. They give up nothing. And yet they want a government to do all that to all of us. And the vast majority of us, the vast majority of you, earn nothing like they do. I mean, to hear Oprah Winfrey talk like Karl Marx is enough to make me spit up my dinner. It's just ridiculous. And so this is what you get. John Kerry. John Kerry married uh, an, an extremely wealthy woman the first time around. And then the second time around, he marries one of the wealthiest women in the world who had been married to John Hines of the Hines Ketchup Fortune. This is John Kerry talking about equality and going on and on and on. They don't talk about, let us create an economic atmosphere in the inner cities and elsewhere that help people to become successful. And yes, rich, to participate in the system because it's the Democrats and their policies and their one-party rule that stands between liberty and prosperity and anybody because they don't believe in the system. They use it for themselves. They believe in it for themselves but they don't believe in it for other people. Why? Because they put power, their own power, ahead of the people. They put their party ahead of the country. That's why. Thank you for your call, Susan. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, And I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Rob, Missoula, Montana, XM Satellite. Rob, how are you, sir? Doing great. How about yourself, sir? All right, buddy. You yes, go uh, ahead. Just calling to say about two years ago, I was listening to your show, and uh, you were talking about Michael Flynn then. Uh, I'm a 22-year retired U.S. Army infantry. Wow, thank you. Uh, oh, my pleasure. And uh, some lady called in and was complaining and asked, well, what are we going to do? And you said, no, what are you going to do? And uh, that really resonated with me. So I want you to know that uh, because of that little comment and Michael Flynn, uh, I have a bachelor's degree already. So I uh, enrolled in law school, started my second year. Wow. And uh, yeah. Um, That's very cool. And and UCMJ law is what I want to study. And you'll be great at it. You'll be absolutely. And by the way, you 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 have a voice for radio. You know that. Well, it's uh, I got the body for radio too. So. <laughs> well, the good news is you don't have to be looked at. 
But uh, but you got that nice that nice baritone, I guess it is. Very good. Well, Rob, that's inspiring. Thank you. And I always say that because that's the way I think. What are we going to do? Which means you're not going to do anything. Right. What the hell am I going to do? Whether it's with your life or your family or your job or your country. What am I going to do? And then figure it out. Little baby steps if needed and take them. That's how you become successful, impactful, get involved. And that's why I tell people almost every night now, you're the precinct leader in your community. Forget about what the party does. You're in charge of getting your neighbors and your colleagues and your coworkers and your family, assume they're going to vote the right way or persuade them and get them out to vote. And now vote early. Vote early. You got to do what the left does, ladies and gentlemen. Vote early. Depending on what your state and county do, look into it, find out, be a poll worker, fine, but go door to door with neighbors particularly depending on who your neighbors are. And if you know your neighbors, you know what they are politically. But you can, you can cold knock on doors, too. I mean, as a kid, I used to do this all the time, thousands of doors for candidates I supported. Nobody else was doing it. But talk is cheap. It really is. Rob, I want to thank you, my friend. That's inspiring. God bless you, and good luck. Let's keep moving, and quickly, may I say. Harry, Pensacola, Florida, XM Satellite, quickly, go. Oh, Go ahead. my call, Mark. Yes, sir. I I just wanted to point out here in the Panhandle, around all the military bases, the Democrats yep. show up every four years and, ha- and try to disallow all the military votes. But teams of lawyers and they go to war over over postmarks and, and. Well, here's what I would do if I were you. I would contact the uh, Republican Party at the highest level in Florida. I would tell them, this is what's going on. Now, you need to have a team of lawyers out here in the panhandle. And I remember what happens. It always comes down to the panhandle when it comes to Florida, which is an hour later than the rest of the state. And I monitor that very carefully. You can ask Mr. uh, Producer. Because if we don't get a big, good turnout from the panhandle, we don't win Florida. And so that's why the Democrats try to challenge all the vets' votes and the absentee ballots. So they need to have serious local lawyers and litigators there ready to go into these local state courts and to kick ass. So do yourself a favor. Do the country a favor, Harry. Track down the leadership of the Republican Party in Florida and insist on it. Thank you. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. God bless each and every one of you. You Levinites, you patriots. I'm blessed to have you out there. I'll see you tomorrow. Same place, same time. Take care. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.